available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network. We are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com. Liner, going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome back to the Podcast of Champions. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham, publisher from uscfootball.com, the USC site. On the 247 Sports Network, we do not have David Woods with us today, unfortunately. He's got some flu bug. I apparently caught that from me over Skype uh, over the holidays. But we did want to talk uh, some Arizona football today. So we're going to bring in Jason Shear from wildcatauthority.com. Uh, if you have any questions for us, pac12podcast at gmail.com is our email address. If you want to go to our website and see all of our old episodes, it's pac12podcast.com, or you can tweet us at Pac-12Podcast, and our voicemail is 641-715-3900, extension 734-972. So I want to bring in uh, Jason Shear because we want to talk about this Arizona coaching search, you know, kind of how it got started. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Shear, S-C-H-E-E-R. He's the publisher and senior editor at WildcatAuthority.com. Jason, thanks so much for coming on. How you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. And uh, I guess, you know, we talked, Dave and I talked about it on the show, maybe before we talk about the search, kind of how we got here, <laughs> didn't really think something was going to be happening to Rich Rod, uh, you know, young team, Khalil Tate, and then just kind of Reg got thrown in the whole thing with uh, him getting dismissed. Yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to who you believe, because Arizona is basically saying, that they made the decision to fire him after the ASU game, and then they had to wait for the investigation to complete um, to see if eventually they'd be able to fire him without cause. And based on the investigation, uh, I'm sorry, with cause, and basically after the investigation, they said they couldn't, so they had to buy him out like $6.4 million, uh, which is a lot of money by any standards, but by Arizona standards, it's a it's a ton of money. Um, it happened really quickly. There wasn't really much of a sign or that, that Rich Rodriguez was getting fired, and then the report came out. And you know, coincidentally, if you believe Arizona, like two hours later, Rich Rodriguez was fired. They sent a letter to all the the big boosters and and kind of leaked that he was fired. So uh, there really wasn't a sign that he was in any trouble. I, I think he was coming back. Uh, he was of the belief, you know, the day before uh, he was conducting interviews for like the tenth assistant. So he had no idea um, that twenty four hours later he'd be fired. Yeah, it was just kind of crazy. This whole. Uh, you know, coaching carousel, you think it stops and then boom, it kind of, it, it starts right up again. Uh, what, what the fan base, what was the reaction there? Was it just complete and utter shock? And were some people really upset? Were some people happy? Like what, what was the kind of split? I think it was shock, but with the way that Arizona season ended, I don't think there were that many people that were upset. Uh, there's always that kind of patch of people that were upset at maybe the timing. Cause it's really late uh, in the process, but uh to me, Rich Rodriguez had kind of lost um, some of the leverage that he had with fans. He's not the, the most likable guy, I should say. Uh, and the way that Arizona season ended with the loss of the bowl game and, and losing to ASU, um, it wasn't a big deal that he was fired. Like, I don't think anyone was upset about the football aspect of it. Um, a lot of that depends on who Arizona hires now, but I think more than anything, the general 
emotion was shock. I just think people didn't see it coming, and it happened, like, really fast. I mean, we're talking report out less than two hours later, he's gone, and, and all of a sudden we're talking new coaching candidates, and it, it happened in a whirlwind. So I think out of more than anything, uh, the fans are just really surprised at, at how it all went down. So now there's a coaching search, and uh, it's a little bit unique. This is the first major program to fire a coach uh, after the early signing period. So that kind of complicates things, right? Because there's 16 players that signed with Arizona, and there could be a request to get out of the NLI. So, I mean, even before you look for a coach, there's already an internal problem that you've signed all these players to the old coach who's now fired. Yeah, Arizona's basically taking the approach. I know there's a couple recruits, and, and they don't want to be named, but they pretty much went to the athletic director and said, hey, we want out of our, our letter of intent. And, and he said, wait, you know, let me just, just see who I hire, let him talk to you. If you want out after that, I'm all for it. We won't stop you, but at least wait and, and see if you like the head coach that we hire. So there's a lot of guys in limbo. There's guys that have told us they don't care. There's actually three or four guys that – um, came on campus last weekend for for early enrollee. I mean, three days later after Rich Rod gets fired and they're on campus and they're still on campus and they have absolutely no idea who their head coach is going to be and it's just crazy to think about. So there's some some decent recruits that, that Arizona signed. There's some other guys like that are committed like uh, Jamari Joyner and Adam Plant who are maybe the two most important parts of the class and, and they didn't sign so they're waiting to see who the head coach is and whoever it is, he's, he's got a lot of work to do because the way the timing is working out even if Arizona's coach is named on, you know, Friday or, or this weekend, they've lost the recruiting weekend. So it, it's it's going to get it's getting pretty close to kind of dangerous territory with recruits. So okay, we've got to talk about the search, and I'm really really bummed that I got a text uh, from David Woods that he's deathly ill, can barely talk right now because one of the names we got to start with um, is a name that David has ranted on about on our podcast about someone that he's just not a huge fan of, uh, Rick Neuheisel, um, you know, current TV analyst, used to be with uh, Pac-12 Network, now with CBS Sports. Arizona State, you know, fires their coach who likely could have been coach of the year in the Pac-12 and hires Herm Edwards. If Arizona goes out and gets another TV analyst and Rick Neuheisel, are they basically saying like, hey, ASU, hold my beer? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine Herm Edwards versus Rick Neuheisel for the sport? <laughs> I mean, it would have just, from what I understand, it never got to the point where he sat down with Arizona's athletic director, but there were definitely talks between intermediaries. And, I mean, it, it could have been like, hey, what does it take to win in the Pac 12 type of deal? But I think it was more of, we kind of want to hear what you have to say and if you're a real candidate. So it, maybe he wasn't a finalist, but there was definitely some sort of discussion between the two parties. And, and Arizona fans have been pretty open with the candidates. They all want Kevin Sumlin, but yeah. there's been a couple where they're just, we don't want. And, and New is the most, we don't want you <laughs> candidate that, that I think I've named or we've seen so far. Okay. So Dave will be very happy with the Arizona fan base. If they were embracing Rick, and I, I like Rick a lot. I've gone on his shows. I think he's a great analyst. He's fun, but I, Dave just has this, he's just resentment for anything. <laughs> Rick Neuheisel. So I was kind of hoping when I saw you tweet that, I'm like, and you've been on top of this. So Jason's definitely been on top of all the whole search. I was like, wow, if this is a real thing, you got a TV analyst in, in Tempe and another analyst in, in Tucson. Like, what the heck's going on? Um, you mentioned Kevin Sublin. I think he's a great hire. I thought ASU should have went after him. I don't know, you know, if he, if they really did. Um, I think he'd kill it in the Pac-12, recruit really well. 
Um, you know, there, there's been some problems, but I, I think he'd be a great hire. Um, is he a finalist? And maybe kind of talk about some of the finalists. Now, it looks like we're getting close. It could, I mean, this could be announced or it could break while we're on this show, but maybe talk about some of the finalists right now, especially Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, Sumlin's a name. He popped up right away, and, and I think he has legitimate interest in the job. The, the issue is money. I mean, Arizona paid almost $6.5 million to buy out Rich Rodriguez, and yeah, Texas A&M, even though someone's working for free or whatever, basically because of the, the $10 million buyout from A&M, uh, Arizona's assistant pool was half of what he had at Texas A&M. And so there's been some discussion. I don't know if Arizona will be able to get it done uh, financially. I, I can't confirm that he's out. I, I do think that there's still some discussion. Um, if not, I think Arizona has some options. The first one is Cal offensive coordinator Bo Baldwin. I know they've interviewed him. They like him quite a bit. Uh, Mike Sanford was a finalist. He was uh, Arizona let him know that it is kind of moving on from them, which makes me think that they have uh, two guys, you know, kind of in their sights. Uh, Neil Brown at Troy was another guy. He, he, from what I understand, gave Arizona a deadline and said, look, if I'm going to be the guy, I need to know this is a recruiting weekend. Um, you know, I want the job, but you got to kind of hurry up. And, and Arizona basically didn't get back to him. So he's not the guy. Um, I, it feels like they got to get it done soon, but you never know with these things. It's just, you know, I thought it would, they'd get it done before this weekend because of recruiting and all that, but uh, time's running out. I, I really don't know. Arizona's athletic director's been in Chicago all week making interviews um, and interviewing numerous guys, and I, I kind of have a feeling that there's going to be this random candidate that comes out of nowhere, and, and he's going to be the guy. Really? So it, it, do you think, like, Sumlin's really kind of, that probably not because of the, uh, the money, is probably not going to be a real candidate, and that it might just come out of nowhere for somebody? Yeah, I mean, like, the, the names have kind of been the same, and then Sanford came out of absolutely nowhere, and, and we confirmed that he interviewed. And someone, it's just, the feeling with me is if someone was the guy, and, and maybe things change, obviously, but if someone was the guy, I would have just assumed it would have been done already uh, because it would have been a big hire. You can bring recruits in. Um, if, if you're taking uh, over a week to hire Kevin someone, uh, it's kind of just weird. The, the, the timing would be weird. I'm not counting anything out. But it just feels like something's kind of up with the search at this point because it's taken over a week and with, with so many pressing needs of signing day coming up, just the, the timing feels off. You know, but you look at the team and the way they were able to rally around Khalil Tate in the middle of the season. Um, you know, really young, aggressive defense. I love the way the defense played in the bowl game. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they were like, you know, tight coverage and, and, and bringing pressure. And it just seemed like, Wow, there's a lot of pieces in place here. A lot of these younger players that maybe you you know you, you would have counted out look like they're going to be you know real dudes. Uh, it seems like it'd be a very attractive job for someone in to come in and take over. I mean, is that is that the feel you've kind of got that there's people that are are really interested in it? Yeah, I think if you're a new coach, I think you can win nine games at Arizona next year. Uh, you have Khalil Tate, like you mentioned. You have kind of a young core on defense. Uh, the, the talent's there. I mean, yeah, they, they need to improve, especially like on the defensive line, but uh, the Pac-12 is not great. Uh, they're bringing in a, a pretty good class if you can keep it, and whatever coach comes in probably brings in a couple new guys. And so you look at that team and kind of the landscape of the conference, and uh, if you're a, a coach and you need an opportunity, I think Arizona presents itself, especially if you're an offensive coach and you see you have a guy like Khalil Tate for, for two years, if you can keep him around, that, that, that to me – um, I, I think that's a selling point, and that's probably something that Arizona's athletic director's been bringing up. I would think so, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, what was it, like 60 freshmen or 
<laughs> I mean, it was some crazy number and a lot of dudes that played, you know, a lot of young players that were playing, especially on defense. Yeah, their whole defense was, they started at one point, like three freshman linebackers, uh, a redshirt freshman at corner, a redshirt, a fresh, two freshman safety. Um, the, Rich Rodriguez did not hold back. Like he, he didn't, it didn't matter how many years you've been on the team, especially last year, he was playing the, the best guys. And, and they're a really young team. And talking to the guys that signed already, they said right away, one of the reasons they signed is because they believe that they could come in and play right away. And, and that they wouldn't be held back just because they're a freshman. So if you see this team, you, even if you're you know, a coach, you would say, hey, maybe it will be rough in the first year, but I, I have a heck of a nucleus to work with when I come in there. So what's your – if you know, you're handicapping this, it seems like from your tweets that you think that this might be over pretty soon. Um, I mean, if you had to put money down on who you think the next coach is going to be, is there, is there one name you think would jumps out more than the others? I, I would take the field. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the Navy coach, for instance. I know they interviewed him. Uh, I can't say his last name, but that's why I'm not pronouncing it. <laughs> I, I know they interviewed the, the Navy coach. Um, I would be su- kind of surprised if he came to Arizona, but he's a candidate. I, I think it's going to be a guy like him where he, he interviewed, you don't really hear about him, uh, and then kind of out of nowhere he, he winds up being the guy. That would be very interesting. Um, yeah, what's it's uh... – I, I think um, Dave and I were talking about it. I think Oregon State, when that position was open, we were talking that that was a pl- that was a coach that could potentially um, go there. The uh, the Western Kentucky coach I thought was kind of, that's Sam Samford, right? Like that was that was kind of an interesting right. one. Um, that just seemed to be a lot of Western Kentucky coaches like all over the place. You know, Jeff Brom's been successful. USC's hired a bunch of their dudes. There seemed to be a lot of good coaches coming out of there. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Sanford a lot. I, I remember when Arizona played Boise State at the Fiesta Bowl years ago. He was the offensive coordinator at Boise, and ironically, Marcel Yates was the defensive coordinator. And Sanford's a really impressive dude. He's 35 years old. He's turning 36 in a couple months, I think. Uh, but he, he's he's an up-and-comer. He won't be at Western Kentucky long. And, uh, you know, I, maybe it's just not the right time for him. Maybe Arizona's kind of looking in a different direction. But, uh, I think he's a guy that eventually will get back to the West Coast and that we'll hear a lot from because to me he's uh, his coaching tree is unreal. I mean he's worked with he worked with Harson, he worked with David Shaw, he worked with Harbaugh, uh, he's worked with Brian Kelly's another one. So he's a guy where uh, eventually he'll be the the coach of a major school and and I think Arizona could have sold him as head coach, but for for you know whatever reason we'll find out soon enough. It's it's looking in a different direction. There was um. So some tweets, I think, from Khalil Tate's mom, who actually is funny. Before the USC-Arizona game, I ran into her at a, uh, I think it was like a CVS or something or a Walgreens. Uh, she worked, like she works in the South Bay, like kind of near my house. And she had like Tate jersey on and hat and everything. So I ran into her and she remembered me from, you know, the recruiting tra- trail because I would cover uh, Sarah High School and stuff. We talked to her like super nice lady, just seemed like a great family. I guess she had tweeted some stuff and, and some of the stuff was deleted, but uh, was there some concern that the Khalil Tate potentially could transfer out depending on which way the hire goes? I don't know if there's concern internally, but I think fans, that's, I mean, he's, he's the meal ticket for Arizona yeah. football right now, basically. <laughs> and and fans do not want to lose Khalil Tate. So if Arizona goes and hires a pro style coach or something like that, yeah, fans are, fans are going to freak out at the thought of him transferring because Arizona basically, uh, Brandon Dawkins can he can graduate and he can be a uh, he can be a graduate transfer and then if Tate leaves and Dawkins leaves, Arizona has nobody at QB. I mean the other QB is Rich Rodriguez's son and that's just not going to probably work. And 
and they don't really have any others on the roster beyond that. So QB is kind of a a tenuous situation. So I think people are just freaked out where if Tate does transfer, uh, the new coach is kind of going to be hurting right away at, at that position. Uh, I guess one last thing before I let you go. I know you got to get back to. We don't want to keep you too long because there's, you know, twenty. You go away for twenty minutes and all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. Um, with the future of Rich Rod and in Arizona, as far as like lawsuits and all that kind of stuff goes, is there stuff going on back and forth? Is it? Do you think that's going to go away quietly, or we might keep hearing about stuff for a while? No, I think this is going to get real fun. I really do. I think he's going to. <laughs> I, from what he's indicated to people close around him, and he hired a major, major lawyer, he's going to sue her back for defamation uh, and extortion, and he might sue the U of A. I'm not sure what he would sue the U of A for uh, because he got the full buyout, but um, the woman involved is definitely suing the U of A. That, that should drop any day now. Um, we're going to see multiple lawsuits, and my guess is she tries to settle, but knowing Rich Rodriguez and kind of how stubborn and prideful he is, uh, I think he's ready to take her to court. I, I think this thing is going to play out in a courtroom, and if it does, it, we're, we're going to hear some crazy things. I think it's going to be real interesting. You know, it's funny. When, when Steve Sarkeesian was let go from USC, um, they really didn't they didn't pay him like, like Arizona's paying Rich Rod. And so there was like a lawsuit, and even though he was like drunk at, you know, events with, you know, undergrads, uh, he still was suing, and I think they settled out of court or whatever. But in this case... Like you said, Arizona paid them. You know, they're like, okay, get out of here. Um, so it's interesting that lawsuits and stuff would kind of come into it. Sark kind of got back into things. Like Nick Saban brought him on as a consultant. Heck, I don't know. Maybe that's Rich Rod's next thing. He can be an offensive consultant for for Nick Saban. It seemed to work for Steve Sarkeesian. But do you do you see something happening with Rich Rod? Is like, is it going to be able for him? Can he get a job easily? Is it going to take a while? What do you think the future for Rich Rod would be? I think he takes some time off. I, I really do. I think he takes – I don't know if you could even take him while the lawsuit is, is going on. He wants to clear his name. He was really good on CBS, and he made quite a bit of money when he was an analyst when Arizona hired him. So at the very least, I could see him wanting to kind of try to go back to that. But I don't think in this environment uh, you can make that hire until he clears his name. So my guess is he kind of lays low and, and tries to, to do that to clear his name and, and goes from there, and either broadcasting or back on the football field. It, I mean, you're right about the environment that, um, I mean, there's so much, uh, and and really, you know, all that he's admitted to is the extramarital affair, but, um, you know, the other stuff, any sort of harassment suits, I mean, the, the you know, society is like hypersensitive, at least in this country right now. You know, Steve Sarkeesian got back into the game a lot quicker than I thought he would. I'm curious if it's going to be harder for, for Rich Rod, even though, you know, what Sark was doing, literally putting his the people under his care in in danger by him being you know under the influence of stuff um i don't know i mean this this might be harder for rich rod to bounce back from than it even was for steve sarkeesian yeah yeah i think it is i think that sark he can you know sark said he went to rehab and he got better and all that i I, there's no way out and in terms of that situation for rodriguez even if he clears his name it'll still kind of be something that that hangs over his head and i'm not sure he'll be able to shake it all right, Jason Shear doing a great job. You should follow him on Twitter, at Jason Shear, uh, Wildcat Authority. They really have been all over uh, this coaching search, um, doing an excellent job. Jason, we'll let you get back to it, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Cool, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to Jason Shear for uh, joining the show. And, uh, again, apologize for David not being here. So we'll, 
whenever he's feeling better, we'll go back. So we have a bunch of questions we still needed to get to. Again, we want to hear from you. You know, leave us a voicemail. We haven't had a voicemail in a while. 641-715-3900, extension 734-972. Leave us a voicemail. You can send us an email. We've got we got more emails to, to kind of get back to. Um, okay, so since we last talked, uh, a few more Stanford players uh, declared early. Um, so there's that. So there's, uh, you know, big three on defense. We haven't heard from uh, Bryce Love yet, so we assume he's going to end up going pro. Oh, we wanted uh, Hardcore Husky has been asking on Twitter for a shout-out. So, at Hardcore Husky, you got your shout-out, buddy. Um, Please interact with us on Twitter, uh, at Pac-12Podcast. There was a funny – I forget who tweeted it out. Um, Yeah, there were – okay, so I'm sorry. So, Justin Reed was one of the the players from – from Stanford that declared for the draft, but someone else tweeted. Um, uh, it was a Herm Edwards picture. So he tweeted out a picture of him sitting at his desk. Uh, it's been a great few weeks on the job. Proud to be a Sun Devil forks up. So he's sitting there shorts and uh, a polo shirt. And he's got the forks up sign. Uh, his knees are kind of crossed and right behind him. You can see a computer and then somebody um, did a, a four picture montage where it shows the main picture Shows a little zoomed in, a little more zoomed in, and then really zoomed in. And on the computer behind him, it says, what is college football in the Google search? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. We kind of tweeted that one out. Um, let's see what else was going on. So there's you know, some people kind of complaining. Oh, I tweeted out about, um, who was it? It was uh, oh Condoleezza Rice, uh, who's from Birmingham, but she tweeted, Congratulations to Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. And I tweeted, hey, did we lose one of our own? Because obviously she went to Stanford. But, you know, as we know she's from Birmingham, but just it's uh, just seemed to be SEC piling on. Um, there was a few tweets about uh, Rick Neuheisel interviewing. Um, Tweedledum80 said, they're only reporting an interview. Calm your tits to David Woods. And his he said his tits were never more calm. This must have been right before... Um, he got sick. So uh, that, w- that would have been amazing if, because Dave really, really, really does not uh, think Rick Neuheisel is a very good, um, <laughs> a very good coach. So, but it seemed like there was assistance in place and everything. So um, what Jason said, I mean, there was definitely talks there. It wasn't like just someone's uh, name was mentioned. Um, Alexander underscore 26 tweeted us two, two in a week. You're spoiling us now. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do our, our last show was like two and a half hours. I got in trouble with my wife because um, she's like, where are you? What is, what's going on here? Um, and uh, yeah, so we were, it kind of took a while. Um, but, you know, we're here. Uh, I'm sorry this is a, a shorter show. This is probably our shortest show ever. I did a couple ones solo from uh, Pac-12 Media Day. Oh, uh, interesting one. Will Harris uh, got hired as a DB coach at Washington by Chris Peterson he was formerly at San Jose State University. He played at USC like eight, nine years ago or so. And uh talked to some people. People had asked me about that on Twitter. I don't, you know, I seem like a nice kid. I don't remember a whole lot about uh, Will Harris. Did not know that he was uh, in coaching. Um, but so that's a, a new hire from, from Washington. So. Uh, we'll see. We're seeing some some big splashes made across the country with some of the hires. Not so much um, 
in the Pac-12. Or, you know, they're seeing some. Uh, I think we mentioned Alex Grinch uh, getting hired away by uh, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, the defensive coordinator from from Washington State. So that's that's a big loss, I think, uh, for the conference. And like we said, we've seen some guys turn pro. A couple of USC guys recently decided they're coming back. Uh, Cameron Smith is the most notable. He's their linebacker, been their leading tackler for the last three years, and he's been a captain for two years. So they'll they'll bring a senior linebacker. Uh, back, but USC, of course, lost Sam Darnold, uh, Ronald Jones, and, and Deontay Burnett, who was, used to be a Washington State commit, switched on signing day, and then uh, he's been pretty good for USC the last couple of years. He's going to go pro, their slot receiver. So, um, so like I said, send in your questions. We wanted to at least get an update with uh, Jason and kind of talk about the Arizona coaching situation because it's you know very strange and like i said this is the first power five job that's opened up since there have been an early signing day early signing period so that was a big deal um we weren't really sure what was uh what was going to go on um with that and and like jason said there's some some guys that made requests but just gonna have to have everybody wait and if they you know hire a name that the the recruits are happy with they'll probably stay on uh, the ones that are you know um, having some second thoughts, but it that opens up a whole kind of new bag of worms, which I, which is part of the reason I don't like the early signing period being when it is. I think it'd be better if it was like much earlier. I think David was tweeting about that, like having it six weeks before the regular signing day, it doesn't do a whole lot. And it's like kind of screws up official visits and um, you know, it's during bowl prep and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and it, but people still jumped on it and a lot of, you know, programs signed a bunch of dudes. So, I think it'd be better you do it earlier, maybe not as many guys sign, but you can do earlier official visits. And um, I think it would make things uh, a little bit better. So it'll probably get tweaked, but this is going to be one of those things. This is a great test case. Okay. What happens after signing day when you fire your coach for whatever reason? Um, Okay. I think we're, excuse me. I think we're just going to wrap it up. Uh, Yeah. Well, I want to get, do the questions when Dave is here too. But thanks uh, for everyone for tuning in. And thanks for Jason for joining us and wishing Dave, my partner, David Woods, uh, a speedy recovery. I hated being sick. It sucked. And uh, when you try to do podcasts on cold medicine, some weird stuff comes out of your mouth sometimes. Like, you know, you've seen that with me. So uh, for David Woods, who is not here, I am Ryan Abraham. We are the podcast of champions. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you next time.